A Fratricide by Franz Kafka. The evidence shows that this is how the murder was committed. Shamar, the murderer, took up his post about nine o'clock one night in clear moonlight by the corner where Weezer, his victim, had to turn from the street where his office was into the street he lived in. The night air was shivering cold, yet Shamar was wearing only a thin blue suit. The jacket was unbuttoned too. He felt no cold. Besides, he was moving about all the time. His weapon, half a bayonet and half a kitchen knife, he kept firmly in his grasp, quite naked. He looked at the knife against the light of the moon. The blade glittered. Not enough for Schmar. He struck it against the bricks of the pavement till the sparks flew. Regretted that, perhaps, and to repair the damage, drew it like a violin bow across his boot sole, while he bent forward, standing on one leg and listening both to the wetting of the knife on his boot and for any sound out of the fateful side street. Why did Pallas, the private citizen who was watching it all from his window nearby in the second story, permit it to happen? Unriddle the mysteries of human nature. With his collar turned up, his dressing gown girt around his portly body, he stood looking down, shaking his head. And five houses further along, on the opposite side of the street, Mrs. Weezer, with a fox fur coat over her nightgown, peered out to look for her husband, who was lingering unusually late tonight. At last there rang out the sound of the doorbell before Weezer's office. Too loud for a doorbell, right over the town and up to heaven, and Weezer, the industrious night worker, issued from the building, still invisible in that street, only heralded by the sound of the bell. At once the pavement registered his quiet footsteps. Pallas bent far forward. He dare not miss anything. Mrs. Weezer, reassured by the bell, shut her window with a clatter. But Schmar knelt down. Since he had no other parts of his body bare, he pressed only his face and his hands against the pavement. Where everything else was freezing, Schmar was glowing hot. At the very corner dividing two streets, Weezer paused. Only his walking stick came around into the other street to support him. A sudden whim. The night sky invited him with its dark blue and its gold. Unknowing, he gazed up at it. Unknowing, he lifted his hat and stroked his hair. Nothing there drew together in a pattern to interpret the immediate future for him. Everything stayed in its senseless, inscrutable place. In itself, it was a highly reasonable action that Weezer should walk on, but he walked on into Schmar's knife. Weezer! shrieked Schmar, standing on tiptoe, his arm outstretched, the knife sharply lowered. Weezer, you will never see Julia again! And right into the throat, and left into the throat, and a third time deep into the belly, stabbed Schmar's knife. Water rats slit open, give out such a sound as came from Weezer. Done, said Schmar, and pitched the knife, now superfluous blood-stained ballast, against the nearest house front. The bliss of murder, the relief, the soaring ecstasy from the shedding of another's blood. Weezer, old nightbird, friend, alehouse, crony, 
You are oozing away into the dark earth below the street. Why aren't you simply a bladder of blood so that I could stamp on you and make you vanish into nothingness? Not all we want comes true. Not all the dreams that have blossomed, blossomed have borne fruit. Your solid remains lie here, already indifferent to every kick. What's the good of the dumb question you are asking? Pallas, choking on the poison in his body, stood at the double-leafed door of his house as it flew open. Shmar! Shmar! I saw it all! I missed nothing! Pallas and Shmar scrutinised each other. The result of the scrutiny satisfied Pallas. Shmar came to no conclusion. Mrs. Weezer, with a crowd of people on either side, came rushing up, her face grown quite old with the shock. Her fur coat swung open. She collapsed on top of Weezer. The night-gowned body belonged to Weezer, the fur coat spreading over the couple, like the smooth turf of a grave belonged to the crowd. Schmar, fighting down with difficulty the last of his nausea, pressed his mouth against the shoulder of the policeman, who, stepping lightly, led him away.